0: Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host, and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast Q&A Series Episode 2. I am so glad the first episode series of the Q&A was such a hit. Thank you so much for feedback. I'm so glad that you valued from it, whether it was because your question was answered or you just got some type of value or maybe hearing somebody else's question gave you more clarity on yourself. Maybe your question was answered even though you didn't submit it. And I hope it just showed you that you weren't alone or that whatever you're going through, I know is really focused on healing and breakups and relationships. You're not the only one having questions or struggles. So today... We have lots of questions to get through, and they are a little bit focused on relationships, healing, and my story with Evan. So I'm gonna blend it all together and a little mix of some other things. Um, I do have some questions related to business and career that I'm just going to compile into another episode and kind of keep this focused all together. But let's just dive on in. If you are listening to this and you have questions, you can go in the show notes and you can submit your questions for the next episode whenever I record it. I would love to be able to just give you answers. I'm just reading them as I see them and just sharing what comes from my heart. So let's get to it. This question is asked to stay anonymous and they say, I'm rewatching your masterclass on moving on. If you don't know, I do have a free masterclass on how to move on. It's an hour long. I hosted it a couple months back. You can watch the replay um, with the link in the show notes if you are interested in that masterclass. But they said, you mentioned how you hated yourself in the past. I struggle to understand that. For me, I don't really get why people say this and what does that mean exactly? My ex has said it all the time that he hates who he is, etc. And I just I don't understand what that means. Hmm. Okay, so if you know my story, I grew up with a lot of negative self-talk, poor body image, a very negative mindset, Um, and I think when I say I hated myself, it's because I didn't love myself. And what I mean by that, it means I didn't feel good enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, uh, smart enough, and that not enoughness questioned well, what is good about me? Do I even like anything about me? I hate who I am because I, at the time didn't feel skinny enough or pretty enough for boys to like me, or I didn't feel smart enough in school because I was in lower grades or I was getting lower grades or lower classes. And I was just like, then what is good about me? Like I hate me because I'm not good enough in this world. So, um, I don't think everyone under is meant to understand this. If you have always had a decent or good relationship with yourself. You may not understand what it's like to feel so low and uh, negative and hateful to yourself. You know, I did struggle a lot with depression, intrusive thoughts, negative self-talk. And um, yeah, it was hard. You know, as I speak of this now, <clears throat> it's actually really hard for me to connect to that version of me because I no longer believe those lies, those beliefs, those thoughts that I would tell myself myself or, or or, just other things subconsciously going into my mind. But yeah, that's, that's what went through my head. Um, and yeah, I really hope that answers your question. I think what it comes down to is for somebody to say that they hate themselves, it just means they are lacking so much self-love. And when you lack self-love, you're not able to give or receive love to people to the capacity that you're meant to. And negative thoughts, intrusive thoughts hateful thoughts, self-loathing thoughts, um, they can be really heavy. And I want to remind you if you're someone who's struggling with this or, you know, somebody who's struggling with it, uh, you are not your thoughts, but your thoughts will create your reality. And the more attention and energy goes to a thought, the more it's creating more of that cycle and that reality. And so, um, I know this wasn't a question, but if that's, this is something you're struggling with, become aware of your thoughts. Become aware of what you're saying to yourself, what you're thinking, what you're believing. And I think it's learning to shift your thoughts just to find something that you like about yourself. Maybe you don't love yourself yet. What do you like about yourself? What's something kind you can say to yourself? What's something positive? What's something that you can be grateful for to start shifting your thoughts and your focus onto something else? That's how I was able to overcome my negative self-hating mindset to self-love and building a good relationship with my body. Um, But yeah, I hope that answers your question. Okay, next question. Can you share, it's anonymous, can you share how to communicate your needs to your partner? Yes. I I think I might create an actual podcast episode on this because I feel like there's so much to it. But to answer your question, I would first say, do you know what your needs are? And do you know what they are specifically? Do you know your love language? Do you know what you desire? Do you know what your partner can do to actually um, fill your love tank up, actually meet your needs? Because I feel like a struggle that many people face is they're like, my needs aren't being met, but you're you may not be communicating your needs to your partner because you may not fully know your needs and you're not able to fully communicate it effectively to your partner. And on top of that, are you communicating in a way for your partner to understand? We all have different communication styles. I do have a podcast episode on this. Um, Oh, you're going to have to scroll down, but it's like communication styles. You'll, you'll read it. Um, That may be something that may be important for you to learn on are you a literal or inferential listener or speaker? What's your partner? But my first thing is, is what are your needs? And I would write a list. What are your needs? And then with the list of what your needs are, like I need help around the house or I wanna feel loved. Okay, cool, those are chunked up needs. Now, how specifically can your partner fulfill your needs? I would really appreciate it if they did their dishes and put it in the dishwasher. I would really love it if they just told me that they loved me I would really need for my partner to you know maybe your love language is gifts so I would love for them to come home once a week with flowers whatever it is get specific so that way you can have a conversation with your partner and say hey this these are my needs this is how we and you can win in fulfilling my needs and um, making this relationship work and from there see what your partner says. Maybe they have questions, maybe they need clarity, but I think the first three things are what are your needs and how specifically can your partner meet them? And then from there, can you set up a time to chat with them to be able to share and communicate your needs? And maybe you just give them the list and maybe you ask them to, maybe you set up a meeting up and be like, Hey, I need you to write a list of your needs and how I can meet them because it's a, you know, takes two to tango. Are you sure you're filling their needs? Um, Yeah, that's my Cliff Notes summed up version of that question. I could definitely go into a way deeper um, podcast episode on this. I do cover all of this inside of Radiant Relationships. So if you're here and you're listening and you're wanting to enhance your relationship that you're in and really make sure your needs and your desires are met, I would really encourage you to learn more and join Radiant Relationships because that's where I'll explain to you more about communication styles share more with you about your love languages help you make sure you're really clear that your needs are actually your needs because sometimes they can be masked and support you in how to have healthy conversations and communicate this and you know really help you specifically on that so if that's something you're interested in would value from highly recommend joining radiant relationships anybody who's listening who may have similar questions you guys can learn more um with the link in the show notes most of the links are in the show notes so you'll hear me say that a lot okay Please forgive me if I'm not saying your name right. This is a question from Daish. And you just wrote, Deep Girl Talks. I listen to all podcasts of 20s and plus. And so I guess some of the things you mentioned were, you know, being into spirituality versus trying to have fun but not overthink about doing the wrong things. Living without fear, like those impending thoughts and those intrusive thoughts dating your views on everything. Okay, I love this submission. I will say if you have any specific questions that I don't cover on here, please um resubmit a question. My views on being spiritual versus having fun and not overthinking that you're doing the wrong things. I think if you think you're overthinking or doing the wrong things, you're taking life too seriously. I like to see life as an experiment and I think It's not choosing being spiritual or having fun. I think you can be both. And I think a lot of this comes from the religion background, which I do have an episode on my, I I don't know what number it is, but the title is like my struggle between spirituality and manifestation. And so I would say, scroll down, listen to that one, but it doesn't have to be this or that. It gets to be both. And at the end of the day, everything's spiritual. This is my opinion on this because we are spiritual beings in human flesh. Like that, like, like, we're this. My body is just a vessel, my soul, and is my spirit. And I think we're here on earth to have fun and to experiment. And so I would say, can you, how can you allow yourself to embrace who you are, embrace the spirituality within you? and still have fun and not have this fear of doing something wrong and i think when you're spiritual you will have the intuition the trust the discernment to know whether something is right or wrong so don't hear me what i'm not saying is that life is here to experiment and there's no consequences in doing wrong things there's obviously things are wrong um but I don't think we should take it to some certain things too seriously and overthink it because then we're in the mind and we're not living life and we're not being. And so I think some of this comes from a religious background, at least for me, I'll speak on this. Um, you know, I grew up in the Catholic church and it was very like black or white, the way I was raised. And it was very like, you have to do this. And if not, you're going to hell. So it was very fear driven, um, I was fearful of doing wrong things and, and having fun. And there were things I, I have sinned. We're all sinners. Um, I was having fun, but you know, I was, I was um, playing around with things that I probably shouldn't have, like whether it was spirituality or anything like that. Like, you know, you have to be careful, but I think that's where it's coming from is like, there's a lot of fear um, from the religion. And so what I would say, if that is what it's coming from for you, I'm not sure. I'm just kind of taking a guess here. It's, for me, it was connecting to myself, my spirit and connecting to God. And so instead of following all these rules, can I just be in communion with God and relationship with him and help have him help me discern what is right and what is wrong? And how can I have fun and be living, um, a, a, a good life and living a life that is safe and that is quote unquote right and not dabbling into some dangerous murky water things, you know, like, okay, for example, a Ouija board. I'm just saying this because I, from my God, I literally got an ad the other day of like this AI Ouija board. You want to know my opinions on things that is dangerous. That is opening you up to the possibility of darkness, of evil energy, of spirits, of entity. We live in a spiritual war. I mean, world, um, and so, okay, that may sound quote unquote fun, but that is wrong, right? Like my opinion, you ask my opinions, that is my opinion. So it's finding the discernment of what are things that are safe and right and, and keeping your spirit alive and in light versus opening yourself up to dangerous possibilities, okay? So that's my view on that one. Um, living without being fearful, I would say listen to the episode, I think it's two or three down where it's choosing faith over fear i think it's episode 149 and that's gonna i think gonna cover that one for you of how to overcome those intrusive thoughts and fear because at the end of the day fear and faith are a choice and it's about taking control of your mindset and if you feel like you struggle a lot with fear and intrusive thoughts um, join embrace your radiance this is how we help you reprogram your mind uh, overcome negative self-talk, negative mindset, and help you create a new way of thinking and being and releasing fear on a subconscious level so that you are stepping in with more courage and uh, not letting it control you and have a hold over you. Um, last thing you mentioned was deep girl talks on dating. Uh, to be honest, I don't really know what to say about here. There's not really a question and I have not really dated. I have had three boyfriends in my life. They were all pretty serious. Um two of them were definitely very serious and one of them that includes Evan. So I actually I'll say, I'll give you a fun fact. Fun fact, I've never been on like a first date before. Um usually the the boyfriends I've had, it was just we were in the same friend group or we were in high school, um you know, hung out, just like flirted and then just started like kind of dating from there. So I never like how like I've never been on dating apps. I've never uh been on a blind date. So yeah, that's that. Um, and you did mention like my views on everything. I would say scroll through the podcast. If you want to know certain things, I do have maybe some opinions I have, you know, I shared my story on, um, Adderall and depression medicine and anxiety medication that I've been on. And my thoughts on that, my thoughts on like religion and spirituality. Um, if you have more specific questions though, please resubmit and I'd love to, to answer them for you. Okay. Next question. Um, Emily. It's spelled differently, but I think that's how you pronounce it. How do I get my ex back? He told me he wasn't feeling me anymore after two, after a two year relationship. And I still have hope for us. Now, Emily, I, I, I'm sorry to hear that you're going through a heartbreak at this time. And I'm going to say this with so much love, but if somebody tells you and if anybody else is listening to this and relates in some way cuz I know many of you have because many of you have messaged me with similar things and it's okay. Um you can't get someone back if they're not in it and if they've lost feelings or if they don't desire to. I don't care how much you hear about manifestation, manifest your ex back like whatever. I don't believe that's smart or possible because then that turns into manipulation and you can't control what somebody, how somebody feels or what they want for their life. And unfortunately people change, feelings can change and healthy relationships will only work when two people are fully committed to making it work and have love for each other. And so my love and answer for you to this is you don't, I don't think you get your ex back. What I recommend for you is if he told you he lost his feelings, I think it's learning to accept that and to heal and to love yourself again and to understand and step into who you're becoming and trust that if you're meant to come back to each other, because maybe that's a part of God's plan, okay, cool. Let that happen on its own time. But please don't put your attention and focus on getting your ex back because then you're putting more focus on that than on you. And you have to build yourself up and you can't control how he feels, what he thinks, and what he wants. And sometimes we need to accept things. And if you really love somebody, you have to let them go. And I just I just want to give you faith and, and belief that something better is coming for you. And can you trust that? Can you believe in that? And I know it may be hard for you now, but one day it will, will all make sense. I'm sending you love. I hope that... I know that answer may have not been what you wanted, but for me, I believe it's the truth, and I know I get many questions like this because of my story of getting Evan back. The reason I got Evan back, or Evan and I got each other back, was one, I believe it was a part of God's plan, two, We never lost feelings for each other fully. We just had a lot of healing and improvement that we needed to be done. And three, we both committed and decided to make it work. Again, it takes two to tango. And so I don't share my story to teach you how to get back together with your ex. I teach you what we did, things that we improved in ourselves, in our healing and in our relationship that allowed us to, but that will only work when both people desire that. So I just want to share, I just share it to share what's possible, but that's not what my message is is that because like i said it could turn into manipulation and at the end of the day you may not know what's best for you or for him because you're not god right all right i hope that answered it sending you love um okay this is an anonymous question i'm going through a breakup with someone i thought i was going to spend my life with no warning signs and I got very little closure i'm trying to put one foot in front of the other and heal any tips on focusing on myself, redirecting energy back to me, and how to really get closure. Well, thank you for asking this. Oh man. Well, I think if you're listening to this, you're in the right place of how to focus on yourself. And I think what I would recommend is binge this podcast episode. If you're a woman, join my free Facebook group. I have trainings there to really support you in putting your direct your energy back to yourself. I have freebies. I have a $47 ebook that will really help you go deeper after this podcast episode on reclaiming your power back, building back self-love and focusing on you. And then if you really want to go deeper into support, join, embrace your radiance, that way that's a program that's going to help you connect back back to you and own who you are and help you step into your power. Nitty gritty things. I would say, um, Find, go back into hobbies. What do you enjoy doing? What did you enjoy doing in the past? Or maybe you want to create a bucket list. I would then and like do things, right? Get to know yourself, spend time with you, build up self-love, have affirmations, right? Um, have fun with yourself. Don't rely on somebody to give yourself self-love or to go do things that you want to do. Maybe you love rock climbing. Go to a rock climbing class. If you love pottery, get into pottery. Maybe you've never tried, um, jet skiing before, go jet skiing. Like how can you do fun things for yourself? But on a daily basis, I would say, what are your routines? Like, how are you, um, serving yourself? Are you sulking away in binging Netflix? I would say that's not serving you and that's putting your energy into something else versus yourself and your healing. And so I would say, what are your routines? Like I would encourage you, you know, if you were a client of mine, I would say, take a look at your routines. Let's do a lifestyle audit. What are your morning routines like? Are you doing practices and habits to support you? So like meditation, journaling, affirmation, maybe breath work, maybe dancing, maybe, um, reading a book that you love. What can you do to fill up your cup? And along with that, that's going to help you heal, right? When it comes to healing, letting yourself feel, letting yourself self-reflect. I have a healing freebie. Um, but I think. Those are the two tips I would give for you is what are your routines like? Are you doing things that are serving you that are lifting you up that are good for your mental health? And how can you bring more joy, more play, more fun into your life so that you can regain your energy, whether it's some stuff you used to love to do or some new stuff you want to do when it comes to getting closure. Okay. I think many people believe, and I used to be this person, that you need to have these conversations with your ex to get closure. And I do believe that's possible. And I believe there's a lot of healing in that. And um, not everybody is given that opportunity and chance to have those conversations to get closure. And I actually have experienced this for myself. And it tormented me for years because I never had that conversation. I never had that closure talk. And what I've learned is that you don't have to have that conversation to get closure. So, closure. For yourself, I would say get into a journaling practice and write out your thoughts, write out your feelings, reflect, because as you're going through a healing process, you're going to learn um, things you wish you did, things you could have improved on. These are all things that you're learning about yourself that you can apply to your future. And a lot of forgiveness, maybe forgiving your ex or forgiving yourself or both. Self-forgiveness as a way to get closure on your own. Um, I have my clients write, you know, forgiveness letters. I, um, I would do ho'oponopono and I think forgiveness is a great thing so you can cut those energetic cords of the past and when those thoughts come up of the lack of closure or the what-ifs it's learning to surrender and just to accept and so what I would say is maybe put a hand on your heart take some deep breaths and just say I accept where I'm at I surrender to you know the greater plan I trust that I'm going through this for a reason and I'm gonna grow through it and it's happening for me and I, I surrender the thoughts that don't 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 serve me and I choose to close this door so I can open a new door to a next chapter and it just takes intention and self-grace and time. I hope that helps answer your question. Again, if you like deeper support, I do have some freebies and that ebook, but if you want to get some deeper support and coaching with me, join Embrace Your Radiance, I would love to really support you in reclaiming yourself again. Again, all of the links to learn more reply, or, or to get the freebies or the ebook are in the show notes. They're all on my website. <clears throat> okay, this is a personal question for my story. Okay, I've been following your story. I was wondering when your ex, it's anonymous, when your ex broke it off with you, well, I actually was the one that initiated it, so that's that clarification. Did you go into no contact right away? I remember you saying you wrote letters to him. Did that help? Um, Yeah, just a little backstory them. So, yes, I initiated the breakup. We did not go into contact right away because we were living together for a month. Then we had like two weeks after, so I think six weeks after the breakup is when we... Maybe, I don't know, maybe a month after the breakup, we went into a no contact period. Um, I wrote letters to him when I realized what I had to learn and I had to share what I had to share a little bit, but I wasn't ready to like, I didn't have my, oh my God, you're my husband. I want to get back together. This was more of like myself lessons and I mailed it to him. Didn't expect a response. Didn't tell him he needed to respond. I just needed to share what I said. Um... Yeah, so if you have any other questions about me or Evan's, I will say episode 79 and then after that episode 124 are episodes that are going to give all the details of Evan and I our story. Evan is on the podcast episode with us. It is great. It is juicy. And yeah, hope that answers your question. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. One second. Okay, last three questions here. Eric. Is it possible to get my ex back after she had given me five chances? Oh man, this is pretty personal. I appreciate you letting me share your, your name, but uh, five chances with the last chance on me being caught cheating, not sexually, but with another person. Seeing her walk away, I ended up seeking therapy and I got help that I received to show her that I'm a better man and apologize multiple times. But is that enough or should I just move on? This December would have made two years. I've accepted my responsibility in the role. Oh, thank you. You know, I just want to, you know, acknowledge you for you owning your mistake and for you seeking therapy and getting help. That is courageous. That is um, something that not many people do. And so you should be really, really proud of yourself. I will say I want to make sure, make sure you're, there's self-forgiveness being done here. Um, we live and we learn. We make mistakes. And I just want to make sure there, there is forgiveness. I would say... Sometimes we have to let the, those we love go, and if it's meant to be, it'll be meant to be. But you can't wait around. And I know you. You know you said this would be two years. I think this is um, a sign. If if your 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 ex doesn't want you know she's giving you five chances. It sounds like trust has been broken. Um, sometimes we just have to make mistakes and move on. And I think it's beautiful that you're learning your lessons. But let's apply that now to the future and let yourself not be held up and waiting around for someone that may not be meant to be. I always say people come into our life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Your ex may have came into your life for a reason and for a season. And the reason may have been to teach you what you needed to learn and go through that you've been learning and improving in therapy. And can you just see that person and that season as it served you to help you become who you are who you are now and who you are becoming and not self-loathe and not self Hey, don't, don't, um, like dwell and sit in forgiveness and think that you're not worthy of love. You're learning from it and it is what it is. But now can you lay that to rest and close that chapter so that you can move on and move on to another chapter? Um, that would be my answer to you and my advice based on the information you shared. I don't know what you're doing in therapy. I don't know the extensity of your relationship. That's why I always, you know, be mindful of the amount of advice I'm sharing on here with certain questions. But that's what I would say and I'm sending you hope and my biggest advice would be focus on you. Make sure you're fully healed, become the best version of yourself and that trust that love's coming your way when it's meant to come with who it's meant to come. Okay, anonymous question. I just listened to episode 79. Yay, thank you. Thank you for sharing with the world. I am so glad that our story has impacted you the amount of downloads on that episode. Wow, never expected that. Um, Okay. Wondering how did you live with him, but also give him space? How did you live while being broken up together? So my ex-boyfriend and I live together. We're stuck in a lease. I believe we may get, we may get back together. Um, we're going to to our couple's counselor, but we go separate. Okay, cool. So how did I do it? It was effing hard. Um, it's hard because it's like, it's your home. Right. And it's like, For Evan and I, we didn't end on the worst note. So there wasn't like self-hate or it wasn't a toxic environment. And like, I still loved him as a person and a friend. And it was was so awkward when I like was watching a movie and I wanted like him to watch a movie with me. Um, I would say, and this is what I tell a lot of people in DMs is you need to give yourself space. So you need to be completely independent. um, Because if not, then you're in a relationship, right? And so it's like, what are your routines? And can you change up your routines? so You can give each other as much space as possible. Even if you think you're going to get back together, I think it's there's so much power in um, giving each other space so you can reflect, you can learn what you need to learn, you can improve on your own. I, yeah, so I would say take a look at your routines. Can you do things on your own? Can you hang out with friends? That's what we did. I would advise not sleeping together in the same room. Can you separate it in any way? Um, and at the end of the day, Sometimes you feel like you're stuck in a lease, but if there's a will, there's a way. And sometimes moving out may be a good solution to truly get space. There's roommates. That's what Evan did. Evan had somebody move in who now is like one of our dearest friends, blessing from God. Um, and I moved out. And so I think some people get really attached of the lease that they're in. You can break the lease. I've helped clients, um, come to this realization and let it be empowering. Let it realize that it's, sometimes you need to get out of an environment to heal, to overcome what you need to overcome, right? You broke, you're breaking up for a reason. Like what's that reason? What needs to be changed? And sometimes living separately for a while can do that for you. Um, but I would say like, yeah, take as much space as possible, minimal conversations, eat separately, different routines, because that way you're, you're becoming independent and it makes the breakup real because it is. And sometimes it can be really confusing for our mind and um, you know, be cordial, be respectful, be friendly, but yeah. And I would say, you know, if you're looking for more support on improving yourself, or if you and your ex do commit to want to get back together, uh, I would love to have you inside of Radiant Relationships. I've actually had quite a few women be able to get back together with their exes and improve their relationships with the concept they, the concepts they learn, what they're over to heal and overcome inside of the program. You guys can do it together or individually, but love to have you inside of Radiant Relationships. So. Learn more and let me know if you have any questions. The link's in the show notes. Okay, final question. Me and my ex are in zero contact for almost three months. Should I reach out to him? I truly believe he's the one or should I wait for him to reach out? He's really prideful and he broke up with me. I, this one's kind of hard for me to answer because I don't know enough about you or your situation. And, you know, with some of these questions, I, I, I'm I doing my best. I feel like it's like a hotline. <laughs> And maybe this is what it turns into um, versus like bigger concept questions and maybe it just evolves and grows. Um, I would say you have to take a look at why did you guys break up? What did he say? If he broke up, what's the reason? Sometimes you need to respect somebody's wishes or boundaries um, for a breakup and even though that's hard, sometimes you got to let the people you love go and respect their wishes. Because for Evan and I, you know, we were in no contact. I brought the no contact. I also was the one to initiate the breakup, right? Um, but yeah, everybody's different. Every situation is different. I think you should be proud of being in no contact. I would say, what's the intention of reaching out to, to your ex? Um, is it to get back together? Is it to share what you need to share? Is it going to serve you? I would have you ask yourself these questions of what's the reason you broke up? Are you um, honoring and respecting his wishes? what is the intention, what would be the consequences, what would be the benefits, Um, what are the motives, right? And maybe if it's not a text, maybe it's a letter. If you just need to share what you need to share, maybe it's realizations or lessons that you've learned and you've been able to do a lot of self-reflection, maybe write a letter. I love letters because I feel like it gives that person the realization of like, wow, they just took time out of their day to fucking handwrite something for me and there can be more appreciation to it versus a simple text or phone call or whatever. Like, I mean, I don't think it was a right or wrong, but that's what I did because that's what I did wanted to. And I, it was more of like, I wanted to share what I had to share in my heart versus have a conversation at that time. And I just wanted to know um, my lessons a reflection, what I was sorry for, but that's, that's me. And so I think I would ask yourself the questions I just asked you prior and you have to trust your gut. You have to know from there, if you do reach out and there's no answer, you have to then respect the wishes of your ex, um, and just continue to heal. Continue to focus on being the best version of you and moving on, um, and just letting letting God's plan um, take. I don't know, unfold itself. Um, I forgot to mention your name, M. Uh, that's that's what that's the question you asked, and yeah, that concludes this Q and A episode series. I hope this helped. Lots of you, whether you're in a healing journey or a relationship, or you just wanted to know some more tea around Evan and I, um, I like these. They're fun. I want to make sure that they are value for you. And again, everything I share here, I'm just sharing based on the information I'm given. If you need support, you want more feedback, you need, you have more deeper questions, then maybe coaching is the right fit for you because coaching is where I get to really understand you, your situation, what's going on, um, what are your thoughts, what is the baggage. And really give you the coaching support and feedback that you deserve. Um, There's only so much I can really give advice and answer here. So if you're interested in Embrace Your Radiance or Radiant Relationships, those are my two signature group coaching programs. Um, You can learn more and apply with the uh, link in the show notes. And if you're not sure which program is the right fit, send me a message or apply for one and we can just chat about both. Um, I'm always here to guide you in the right direction. So I hop on free consultation calls to make sure the program is a right fit. I will never sell you something that is not the right fit for you because it's a waste of your time and I don't my whole thing is making sure things are in alignment. And so if it's not, like I'll guide you in the right direction. Um, and if it is, I'll share with you what I think would be. and, Um, empower you to make a decision to make a change in your life so that you can have what it is you're desiring. And sometimes that is seeking that extra support in coaching. Um, coaching is very action oriented and, and really like, okay, now with this awareness, what are we going to do about it? And so maybe you're in therapy, maybe you're in counseling, maybe it's supporting you, but maybe you want to get to somewhere faster or smoother, or could you use extra support and accountability um, I would love to have you inside coaching programs and you can always send me a message, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for submitting your questions. If you have questions, add ons, um, or does something to your memory now or later on the questions form is in the show notes with all the links that I mentioned today and encourage you to listen to some other episodes that may support you in deeper understanding with some of these questions. And yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you continue to embrace yourself and take it day by day, one step at a time to become your best self. Healing takes time. Um, and, and focus your energy on you so that you can be the best version of yourself and have the love and happiness that you deserve and that you can create your radiant life. I'm here to support you through it and I will see you in the next episode. Hope you have the most radiant day ever. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.